Welcome to Let's Hear It. Let's Hear It is a podcast for and about the field of foundation and nonprofit communications, produced by its two co-hosts, Eric Brown and Kirk Brown. No relation. Well said, Eric. And I'm Kirk. And I'm Eric. The podcast is sponsored by the Communications Network and the Lumina Foundation. We're talking to people about their work and what's happening in the field with the hopes of making this growing arena just a little bit more accessible to us all. You can find Let's Hear It on any podcast subscription platform. You can find us on Twitter at Let's Hear It Cast, and you can email us at hello at Let's Hear Cast.com. Let us know if you have any thoughts about what you hear today, including people we should have on the show. And if you like the show, please, please, please rate us on Apple Podcasts so that more people can find us. So let's get on to the show. And welcome back, everybody, for another edition of Let's Hear It. Um, Eric, here we go. This is a good one. Uh, tell us who we're talking Wait, to. They're all good ones, right? They're, they are, but this one's different, okay. I have to say. You're right. So today, uh, I'm going to tell you who yeah, we got. So go. We don't have to make people just sit there. <laughs> and listen. <laughs> you know, can't wait to hear. <laughs> I spoke with Nolan Hames, who is a presentation expert. At, he runs a firm called Nolan Hames Creative. And his firm, they do presenta- presentation design, kind of visual communications, and training on presentations. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with Nolan since Noah was building the ark. That's true. It comes up in the, in the interview. He he, um, he and I go way, way back. Yeah. And he is basically, whenever anyone says, I'm going to do a presentation, I go, I got a guy. Yeah. I'm like uh, Joe Montagna in that movie with the, with the mobsters. <laughs> like, I got a guy who's yeah. going to come and do your presentations. And Nolan is just... He is among the best in the business. Mm. And I just thought it would be so much fun to, you know, this is totally different from the kind of conversations that we've been having. We've been having these highfalutin conversations about narrative and change and blah, blah, blah. Um, And I don't mean to mention any of those things. (laughs) Right. Wait a minute. What? I need to stop. That's good stuff. (laughs) We've been having deep, meaningful, phenomenally soul-searching conversations about how do you create change. And... Some of the things that you sometimes have to do in order to create that change is to use tools well and to tell stories well. And Nolan has taught me so much about how to use visual uh, stuff, media, to tell stories well. Yeah, and this continues the thread of just people being so generous. Um, Nolan Hames, you can find him at nolanhamescreative.com. I also want to pull right up front because you guys talk about it in the interview, but he does his own podcast. Yes. And we've been advocating for that. Yes. Write your book, do your podcast. Do your and podcast. Um, so their podcast is the presentationpodcast.com. So um, I just want to make sure to pull, pull that right up front. Yep. Um, so this is Nolan Haynes. Nolan, thank you for being with us on Let's Hear It. We'll listen and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Well, I'm thrilled and very lucky to have Nolan Haynes with me on this edition of Let's Hear It. I was going to say this week's, but it's it's every other week, at least so far. And Nolan, you and I have known each other for quite some time, haven't we? Oh, uh, yes. I think you were, when you were at Hewitt, you were, that was one of my first uh, first engagements. So that was 15 years ago, at least, I think. Yeah, we you know, back in the, the George W. Bush. <laughs> administration i believe so so nolan you are a you're a presentation expert and and i would say like i'm not asking i'm tell i'm telling you you're you're a presentation expert and and in particular you uh are a 
godhead of design, of presentation design. But but that's not all that you do. So w- this 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 episode, we're going to talk about presentations. We're going to talk about design, mm-hmm. and I don't know who the heck knows what else we're going to talk about. I'm thrilled that you're here. Well, thanks for having me. Can you just talk a little bit about kind of what? Just talk about what you do. What? Sure. What's a normal day in the life of Nolan Hames like? <laughs> Um, so I run a, a small boutique uh, consultancy, a, a visual communications consultancy. And uh, I guess my elevator pitch that somebody forced me to write years ago was we help people communicate more effectively with fewer words. So uh, we're visual communicators. That's, that's what we do. By the way, my wife uh, would should hire you because she wants me <laughs> to communicate with fewer words. Fewer words. <laughs> more pictures. <laughs> Have you ever tried to Getting a box of crayons out. Also, uh, around with Nolan's presentations. <laughs> don't ever, uh, don't ever present a PowerPoint presentation to your spouse. It's it's not going to go well. That doesn't go well. Uh, and uh, no, does, go and well. will your spouse tell us why? Um, I well actually okay. I don't know about spouses, but I do know that pre- PowerPoint presentations to parents sometimes uh, are effective. There there are stories <laughs> out there about kids uh, doing presentations to their parents to get a rabbit or a dog. Uh-huh. But actually, Emma Stone. This is one of my favorite stories. She was sixteen, I think, and she wanted to move to Hollywood to be an actress, and she put together a pre- a PowerPoint slide presentation for her parents to convince really? her to do it, and it worked. And um, you know, her career's you know. Worked out, I think, so far. Are you trying to build that client base, young children? Uh, young child uh, actors, yeah. That's, young child uh, actors? That's, that's what I'm trying to go into next. I'm that's good. A, you know, yeah. there's there's always room for more business. All right. That's I interrupted true. you a long time ago. You were saying after. something. So what do we do? Uh, so, yeah. So we... Um, we help uh, organizations, nonprofits, corporate, every pharma, like all across the board, uh, communicate better with, you know, without words, meaning visuals and our bread and butter. What that comes down to most often is presentation. We do traditional graphic design, you know, print and, and things like that. And we'll put together, you know, uh, you know, data reports and, and InDesign and things like that. But again, our bread and butter, what we're known for is presentation, largely PowerPoint, helping people, you know, whether they're presenting at a conference with a visual behind themselves or doing a board presentation or, you know, using PowerPoint as a document processing tool to just create a, a printed report um, to, to give to whoever. <laughs> well, I'll, maybe I'll try to convince you that there, there's no pros to it. I hate it. There's that big management consulting firm that, that is in the news these days that seems to be good at that. Uh, yeah. Well, they're, they're good at some stuff. They're good at making money. Yes, um, and and employing lots of presentation people, I know that. So <laughs> yeah, so anytime, so you know, presentation is one of these things that nobody teaches you how to do. Certainly, nobody ever takes a class in PowerPoint, um, even though people might use it, you know, fifty percent of their day or hundred percent, you know, some professions. And uh, so we come in and we'll help people. We'll do the design. We'll do template systems for them. Um, so people spend less time reinventing the wheel and more time right. on their job and, and less in PowerPoint. And yeah, we'll do everything from, you know, one-off board presentations to conference decks to, as I said, template systems to whatever. So Should and, Microsoft and I've have been to... working, as you oh, know. And... What? I'm bad. I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, and I, I, we can dish on Microsoft too, because the other thing, <laughs> uh, which you, which I think, you know, is I'm a, I'm a Microsoft MVP. I know or a you are. I, sh- I know, I know it's, it sounds, some, it's, it can be very geeky and I've got, you know, my swag and my Microsoft pins behind me. But, um, <laughs> and I'm going out to the, to the annual conference in a couple of weeks in oh, Seattle. Okay. So 
micro, there are there are about like four or four or five thousand MVPs uh, that Microsoft designates, but those are across all the different products and and software and things I've never even heard of that Microsoft does. But in the U.S., there are twelve. Uh, uh, MVPs for PowerPoint. I'm one. Whoa, you're one of twelve MVPs in the U.S. Yeah, in the they're, U.S. They're about thirty-five globally, so it's 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 a small little group. Um, they take you to Seattle and, and make you do a steel cage match or something. <laughs> pretty much so. <laughs> we spend we off. spend a couple days every year in a room, locked in a room, in a in a yeah, in a stuffy room with the development teams, basically uh-huh. yelling at them, and right. that yeah, there's a lot of yelling, but we're kind. We don't get paid. I should say you know they give us t-shirts every once in a while but they don't pay Ooh, us. Well. um but we're the we're a link between the users and the uh and microsoft and just a reminder there's like a hundred million or 200 million users of powerpoint out there um and there's we help 12 them users with the there's a the hundred million abusers there's a, yeah i mean there's everybody's got it i mean it's a love it or love it or hate it um it's a thing it's I'm just mad at Microsoft because they make the default so awful. I think they should pay reparations to the people who have to sit through bad PowerPoints because Microsoft led them down the primrose rat, uh, path to hell in, in terms of bad <laughs> yeah. presentation, the bullet points and the white background and all these horrible things that and most people pro- practice micro- PowerPoint without a license, right? They, sh- they shouldn't do uh, well, it. I, yeah, absolutely. And as I said, there um, nobody ever teaches you how to do it. And Microsoft's made some major mistakes, you know, throughout the years. I think their biggest sin was the default. You open up the program, right? And you get to, it says, put your header here and start putting your bullet points here. I can't think (laughs) of any other program in the world that tells you what kind of content to start entering when you open it up. I mean, you you open up Excel, it doesn't say put your quarterly sales here. You don't open up Microsoft Word, start writing your iambic pentameter here. But, you know, PowerPoint says you have to start doing bullet points when it should be a blank canvas. And that's what it is. It's a tool. It's a blank canvas. And, you know, just like a, you know, (laughs) just like a knife. If you don't know how to use it, you can cut your throat with it. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I have given and helped support a lot of Nolan Hames designed presentations where people would say, what program did you use? It's, it's PowerPoint. They go, uh, <laughs> really? I didn't know PowerPoint could be nice. I mean, it, and that's, that's always the best compliment because, you know, we, we say we make things not look PowerPoint-y. Um, and it's kind of astonishing some of the things you can do. So I'm working with a, um, you know, all those, um, those like animated explainer videos that, that yes. are very popular. Yeah. So they're, they're, Sometimes they're cartoony, sometimes not, but they're you know animated. And so most often those are done in in um, in After Effects and video programs and everything. So I'm I'm working with a, a one of the top firms in Australia right now uh, for a client, and they use PowerPoint as a video authoring tool. So we just I just saw it yesterday mm-hmm. the the final video. It is astonishing. You would you, it it looks like After Effects, and the way and they use PowerPoint as a video animation tool. And it's not only cheaper and quicker, it, it, it it's amazing. So um, yeah, so you can use PowerPoint for quite a lot of things and get some pretty incredible results. Can can let's just back up a bit. I think we can both agree that many, if not most, presentations could be a lot better, and a lot of them are <laughs> most like really bad. Yeah, well, you know what are the what are the common sins that you see that are easy to fix? Well, I'll tell you about the common sins. I don't, you know, easy to fix is a 
that, that's going to be a that's going to be a little harder. Okay, we'll but, make um, it a two part question. <laughs> okay, um, comments. I mean, I, I you know people do. Uh, a friend of mine does um, uh, an annual or, or biannual survey of of what of power you know what what angers people about presentations and <laughs> Is just he the other day. Or a yeah. Person? And, oh. and they're, they're, no, he's, well, he's, he's an MBA and he's a, a consultant, but every, <laughs> um, uh, every once in a while people do these, these surveys and without a doubt that these are the top things constantly too much content, too many words on a slide, the reader reading the content instead of talking to the audience, um, and lack of interaction with, with the audience and, and there are others, but those are usually the, the top three. Um, and that hasn't changed over years. In fact, just. Uh, just last week, we had um, uh, Andy Goodman on um, on, our, on our podcast, the right. presentation podcast. The other well, godhead of presentation. Yes, there's a little plug for that, and so you should definitely have Andy on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and by the way, we will get to your podcast, because although two people talking okay. about their podcast, I think, is against the law. <laughs> so we this isn't, this, about, this isn't, this isn't a crossover. But, <laughs> like a but crossover yes, yeah. episode of... Skins. But we will, I don't know we, we will promote this on ours and vice versa. <laughs> so we were revisiting Andy's book back from 2006 called "Why uh, What's uh, Why, bad, why presentations bad Presentations Happen to Good Causes." Right, right. And I, that which I helped to fund when I was. Oh, you York, did, by the way. Oh, excellent! It's, it's a phenomenal book, and it started with a survey that he did, and and we were revisiting the results of that. And again, I think the top three things were what I just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, people reading too much content, so. There are a lot of solutions for that. I think the biggest thing um, is, you know, happens outside of PowerPoint, um, outside of the software, which is people just outlining what they want to say and having a sense of timing and content. Meaning if you're talking for 15 minutes, the first thing you need to think about is I need to put together 15 minutes of content, not 60 minutes and shove them into 10 slides or whatever. I need to think about what I can actually communicate in 15 minutes. Maybe there's more in a handout or a leave behind or something, but what can I, what is the appropriate amount of content that I can communicate in 15 minutes? And if you can't, can't read it, or if, if you can't verbalize it, if you're like, if you put up, you know, okay, my 15 bullet points I'm putting up in the slide, but I only have time to talk about two of them. Well, then you only have time to talk about two of them. Then you cut 13. That's, that's what it comes down to. You're listening to Let's Hear It, a podcast about foundation and nonprofit communications hosted by Kirk Brown and Eric Brown. Let's Hear It is sponsored by the Communications Network, which connects, gathers, and informs the field of leaders working in communications for good. Because foundations and nonprofits that communicate well are stronger, smarter, and vastly more effective. You can find Let's Hear It online at letshearitcast.com or on Twitter at Let's Hear It Cast. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. We're also acculturated to that, right? That you cram, that, that people, what they're lacking is information. And that the more information we can shove in their heads, the better off we'll be. But we don't necessarily only learn through, through information, right? I mean, your presentations tend to be very visual. They tend to connect with people on an emotional level. How are we? How are we going to break? How are we going to stop the madness <laughs> uh, of too much information? Or just this 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 culture of jamming information down people's throats and thinking that that's going to make them 
well know, get it i mean the, the the culture of the world is not helping us technology is not helping us because now you can you know stream through a twitter stream and people are they're they're receiving far more information than they used to but it's in smaller bits so i think the moment you ask somebody and so that's fine but you the moment you ask somebody to sit for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour and just listen to one source of that information you know, it's just like kids have trouble reading books these days. Even I have trouble reading books because it's it's like, oh, I've got to focus and concentrate on this mm-hmm. one thing. It's much easier to get that fire hose of little bits of information. Um, so I, I don't know. It's The technology is not helping us, but but I do think that um, being able to, to put your information into smaller chunks is helpful. I, th- I think more visuals, um, absolutely people are visual. We've always been. The brain processes information better as visuals than it does at text. Text, hands down, that's been scientifically proven. Um, so we need, we need, we need to understand that. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, this, this, I, I look. I'm, a, I'm. When I speak, most often I train, right? So I go in organizations and I train on better presentation. And so I approach it wanting to give my clients as much gold or as much stuff that they can go back to their desk and use as possible. So I'm guilty of it too. You know, sometimes I'm asked to like, what can you teach us in like in a half hour talk? It's like, well, not much. Like, you know, I can talk aspirationally. I can give you a couple tips, but instead of giving you, but you know, if you give me a half hour, I can give you two or three ways to reduce bullet points on the screen and text. If you give me four hours or a full day, I can give you dozens of ways to do that and dozens of strategies and techniques to be a better presenter. So, and I think, I think even if you're not a trainer or a teacher, sometimes you feel that that way as well, right? Like I'm an expert in this field. I want to give you all my knowledge. This is actually a really good point because I always ask people when, before they do a presentation, what do you want people to feel, to know, and to do? And the feel part is reminds them that they need to make some kind of emotional connection. And the, the thing about what do they need to know is a, is a little different than what do you know? And because, you know, you, you don't need your audience to be able to do your job for you. You just need them to know some important thing in order to do something else. And the do part, I find often you kind of leave people without a call to action. You don't, you just want them to what, take this in and have a nice day. And so in that way, I think that it, we, we fall short on the feel and the do and we yeah, overdo the absolutely. no. I, I, what do you think about perfect, that? I, I agree completely. I mean, I think the emotional is that, that sort of feeling part is, is lost more and more. And I, I think it's, I don't know, I, I find that harder to make the case for in corporate America, you know, where people are like, oh, there's, there's no, there's no space for, for emotion. Yeah. There's no space for feeling. There's no pa- place for storytelling. I, I do find it easier to to convince people of that in in the nonprofit, you know, sort of cause based world. Um, and again, I although researchers, yeah, researchers give a re- presentation on research. True. <laughs> True, a lot of information. I uh, last year I gave a talk to a group of astrophysicists, which was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember you talking about oh, this on the awesome. podcast. And the I, podcast. It was fantastic. They were a great group, but talk about a <laughs> you know a group of people with lots of information to, to communicate and not a whole lot of space for feelings. <laughs> yeah. Billions. billions. <laughs> Human beings, though, they're probably still, by definition, 
human beings. I don't want to, I sound so cynical and cranky. I'm not. I'm a really nice person. This is an issue that gets me very up up in my pants here. But it's true. Eric, Eric, at the end of the day, you still believe people are good? Is that, is that what we're... <laughs> I do. I go to bed thanking, thanking the heavens for the goodness of humans. It's true. But presentations, they get me so frustrated. We spend so much time watching ones that don't really get to the point or to, you know there's just not a great use of time but that's where that's where you come in <laughs> you you yeah but there I, and i oh, and i can help i i like to think that i've helped in certain situations but you've been in that situation as well where okay so let's say you know you've hired me to work with one of your people i always feel that you have more control over that person than i do and Sometimes that's true, sometimes not. Sometimes it's helpful to get that third party out. You know, you might be saying, you know, no bullet points, no bullet points. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Eric. And then, but suddenly, oh, let me bring in this third party expert um, to say the exact same thing. And sometimes that works. But but also, you know, I, I always feel like, well, look, you're in the organization. It's your people. Can't you convince them? But having worked on staff places, I realize that doesn't always work. Yeah, it just depends. Although it's true, once you show them something that's different, and because their own brains, they can't help mm -hmm. being human. They can't help feeling, and they can't help responding to something and learning from a good presentation. And so you show it to them, and you you try this one on for size, and and people go, oh, well, that was what, that was really good. You you actually, I'll tell a story. You did a presentation. You did the you did the design of a presentation for something that we did at Hewlett. It was ten slides, took ten minutes, and it showed the relationship between family planning, and, um, fertility rate, and um, economic development. Which basically showed that as the fertility rate went down, the economic development went up, and it, it was an overlap of maps. It was one of those Nolan map I love specials, that. and it showed all of this stuff. <laughs> Nolan the TM. Uh, and it showed all of this stuff without putting a single number on the screen. And it took 10 minutes. And we were, it was a presentation for the Hewlett Foundation board. And one of the board members said, that was the best presentation I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And I think it, I'm just it, hearing it, that it, now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sure I, I could feedback <laughs> at the time. But yeah. I, meant, I meant to give you that feedback 11 years ago. It was really good, Nolan, so thanks. Uh, but it, it was just, it proves that you don't have to speak wall to wall for 45 minutes you don't have to put a bunch of stuff on the slide you you know you can tell a story and use visual as andy goodman says show the pictures say the words mm -hmm. uh to to impart your information and shorter is shorter can be great because people remember shorter and if you're throwing the other thing is at, at a conference where people go to see eight or nine mm -hmm. presentations yeah. with 20 or 30 bullet points each. You know, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of items of whatever. Who's going to remember that? You're never going to remember a bullet point. You're almost never going to remember a statistic. You might remember a picture, but what you will remember, and you know this, is a story. Now, you, go, you come away from a conference, hundreds of bullet points, if somebody told a great story, that was not, here's the thing, that was not, and Andy, back me up on this, that it is not just a good story, because and everybody loves a good story, but actually makes the point that communicates <laughs> the message, or, that's the trick, to find, the, to, I, I call it, I call it the twi Twinkie, I talk about Twinkies when I, when I, I, I say, 
the best thing that you can do is to make your presentation or make your content like a Twinkie. So if you imagine your content as the rich, creamy filling, now on its own, it's not going to go. Stay with me on this one because it'll <laughs> stay with me because it's a it's a good visual to remember. I, 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 on, I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here with you. Okay. Colin. On its own, the the filling's not going to go down very well, and it's not going to last very long. But if you wrap it in the golden, delicious cake of a story, it'll have <laughs> infinite shelf life. So. The the, the Twinkie cake is the story. The zombie apocalypse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My Twinkie. That, I love that. That's, that's the metaphor of the day, people. I love make, a good metaphor. Make your content like a Twinkie. Wrap make it in the story. Make your content like a Twinkie. That's great. That's no, no, that's that's really useful. And I hope that somebody out there will do that. It, but it is true. Uh, you have you have twins, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Twenty month twin? twenty month old twins. Can you hear them in the background? I, no, I, I can't hear them, but I can sense them. Yes. Uh, but I don't imagine that the twins crawl up into bed and say, "Daddy, tell me some statistics." <laughs> well, they're they're yeah. They don't do that, right? Not not yet, but they're they definitely they they appeal to visual visuals appeal to them. <laughs> so we're right now we're in a massive Sesame Street um, mm-hmm. phase, and. It's I'm I'm learning like as they learn these are these are my first kids so I mean like you know this and listeners know this but for me this is all new that I'm watching them learn every single day something that I took for granted so I'm now watching Sesame Street with them and analyzing why they're attracted to that as opposed to other things and I'm I'm looking at the color and the way they talk and the way things I mean the like I literally I'm I'm like this is genius the way because they respond to that like nothing else so clearly something is working and as a visual communicator i'm now looking at what books they um they gravitate towards and not others because there is a a, i mean this is is getting very you know in depth but i'm fascinated (laughs) i'm analyzing and saying why are they attracted to this book oh maybe it's because you know the clarity and the there's not a lot of colors there's just a few primaries and and that all Hey, uh, it all, it all, it all goes back. You know, I was, uh, you were, you know, you were, you were, uh, back to the, well, let's talk about the best presentation the board member ever saw. Let's talk about <laughs> um, no, but I, I what, what, thing me, I what do you say, think of me? <laughs> right, exactly. One thing I say often is that people make bad presentations because they see bad presentations. Oh yeah. It's a culture and of that's bad. The, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like if you, and you know, when I work in corporate America and I, I'm talking to like senior leadership and I say, imagine you're hiring somebody right out of college. They've had no presentation training. Nobody teaches it, but they come on and they see you speak at yeah. the, the the internal meeting and they see you using bullet points or they see the SVP, you know, going in front of a client using bullet points. That's what they assume a presentation is. Yeah. And until you show them what it could be, don't blame them you know, for making bad presentations if they're not taught. It breaks my heart when I'm, when, you know, when I'm training a group of people and like, let's say on data visualization, which is a lot of what we do. And I'll, I'll say, you know, get rid of your, your legends and your tick marks and, and take it easy on the pie charts and all this kind of stuff. And people will come up to me at the end. They'll say, you've converted me. This makes so much sense because I tell them why it's not just do this, but it's do this because of this reason it's better. And they say, this is great. This is the way I want to do it. But my boss is wedded to pie charts. My boss won't accept it. Never going right. to happen. And I'm like, well, okay, great. This company has just paid me to come in to teach the younger people because the senior people rarely come to those trainings. And like, if their boss is not going to let them do it, uh, you, you know, it's it, it's 
it's a problem. Um, and and yeah. so when when organizations come to me and they say our presentation sucks, how do we make it better? I say it's a three legged stool, and I, I hate that meta. Fire the yes. boss. I hate that three-legged stool metaphor, but it works in this case. So <laughs> leg number one is uh, is uh, tools. So that can be, you know, template system, you know, image library, icon library, you know, uh, boilerplate slides, capabilities decks so that they don't have to reinvent the wheel each time. Like you need to give them tools to make better, better presentation. That's number one. Right. Now, and then you get brand consistency and that kind of good uh, stuff, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Were you the brand police? No. Was there a brand police? No. Because I'm getting... I was the brand school crossing guard. Okay. I would just gently point someone in a direction, but I did not carry a weapon and had no shiny badge. Okay, because I'm brand school. Uh, yeah. Crossing. Okay, I like that. I'm I'm gonna get. I'm gonna bring that in in a second. So the the second <laughs> was the, the brand homeowner, the one <laughs> everyone hates, and you just punch well, in the face. Well, that's the problem when you start yelling at people because they're not using the logo right. They get angry, but it's like, but somebody so the the second stool uh, no leg. drop shadows oh yeah so the 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 second leg is training right so okay you give them all these tools but now you need to teach them how to do it and all that and i said i can i to, to the organization i'll say i can help you with those first two legs i you know we can create the template system we can give you training but the third leg is something i can't help you with and that is to have a, a presentation police or a, a cop to come down and and tell people nope you're not doing that right why aren't you using the tablet why why are you creating you know all those bullet points because you can give them all this stuff but if there's nobody checking up on them and and preventing bad behavior it just it gets worse and worse so that's you know where we are we're like those speaking of sesame street the the, the muppets up in the balcony oh that, going, that, I know, right? that, that ah. Walter. <laughs> them yeah. that's right the fact that, the fact that you learn that you, you apply Sesame. First of all, I, I want to know, are we going to start seeing presentations out of you looking like Sesame Street? Look, a? maybe. Uh, <laughs> <Come on>. the, <laughs> when do you sleep? Yeah. I remember I, I, don't sleep. I would send you something late at night and it would come back in the morning. And I thought, okay, Nolan A has insomnia <laughs> and B is into the mob and has to pay them off or C has a boat like a boat addiction or something like that. Why can't it be always? All, why working, can't it be all three? Never sleep. <laughs> why <laughs> can't it be all three? Like, oh, it's, it's true. <laughs> always learning, never sleeping, always needs money. <laughs> I think that's, that's <laughs> well. I, I mean, if that's, yeah, I mean, when I I think when I when I first when I was working with you at Hewlett, I think I still had a day job. So um, you did, yeah. So I yeah, I was working at nights, you know, just to sort of, but. It all paid off because when I, I left my day job to, to go out on my own, I had this base of clientele that um, that I had spent sleepless nights working for that I could then, you know, have have uh, now be able to work during the day for. That's so nice. That and then you can, yeah, and then you could have the time to have twins. Yeah. So that you don't sleep anymore anyway, but for yeah, a good reason. That's a different reason. Not for yeah. your you know, your clients. Uh, just one last the little time we have left. Just tell me a little bit about the podcast. I know that you are also the co-host of a podcast on presentations. Can you just, here's, here's your chance to give it a plug. Yes. It's called the presentation podcast. You can find it at the presentation podcast.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, <laughs> and I think we're in our, in our fourth year now, maybe going into the fifth. I, I don't know. We've, we've, we've got a lot. Um, 
And it's, yeah, I'm one of three co-hosts and we're, all of us are, are Microsoft MVPs, doesn't have anything to do with Microsoft, but we've, <laughs> um, we happen to be MVPs. And every week we just sort of address, or every two weeks we address um, just a different aspect of presentation. And it's, it's very geeky, um, obviously, but if you, but we have a, a dedicated listenership, it's an, obviously a niche area. Um, if you look, if you create presentations and we focus a lot on the design of it, uh, but we talk about, you know, presenting and, and speaking as well. And obviously we'll talk a lot about PowerPoint and what's new. I mean, I, one of my favorite parts is just what's new in PowerPoint because they're, Microsoft comes out with new features that nobody ever knows about, like <laughs> literally every 30 days. Great so, developing, horrible marketing. Oh, it's, yeah. But if you're on Office 365, you have like features you want to use that you don't know about right now sitting on your desktop. Trust I'm me. Sure I do. Um, so we, you know, we talk about what's coming up and, you know, things like that. So, and we, and we have, we have guests on occasionally about every other episode. We might have a guest. Well, I'm a listener and I think it's terrific. Oh, um, thank I you. encourage people. If any, if obviously I have strong feelings about presentations. I've been talking to my therapist about it <laughs> and we're working on it. Um, but Good. you know, we'll get there. And so all that. I, I just really thank you, you for your time, for your great work, for the service that you provide to my clients and all the folks out there in the in the world. Uh, you have changed my life, um, truly, and uh, oh. you know I'm I'm grateful. There, well, I'm I'm grateful that you helped bring me into this world. Um, that sounded weird, but, um, <laughs> it was but a you, very but, painful but, but, labor, but I, yeah. <laughs> like back labor first, also, I was tough. but I, you know, I, the, the, the foundation, the nonprofit world is, is something that I've, I've had all, you know, clients, you know, many different foundations over the years and continue to have, um, you know, a lot of regular clients I've had, I've had Hewlett for like 15 years. I mean, they're my longest client by far. And it's just, it's just a, a phenomenal um, industry to work in uh, on a lot of levels. I, for one, am deeply, deeply grateful. Nolan Hames, Nolan Hames Creative, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. And we're back. Oh, my goodness. So, Mr. <laughs> Brown. Every single time you go, oh, my goodness. There's so much wow, in here. Okay, so. Okay, it is. Come on, it is. Come on. This is what we do, right? This is what we do. I know, I know. We try not to have people who are bad. So, um. The first thing I want to drill down on here, and again, there's a lot, and we'll try to not go on and on, but um, what a waste of time, Eric. This is a tactic. What? Where's the strategy <laughs> here? This is, what? <laughs> this is just a tactic. So did you, as you were advocating that people work more effectively with presentations, did you ever encounter that? You know, because again, what I love about this is that there's so much wrapped around this, but Nolan, by the way, a Microsoft MVP I feel like we got. We may have to edit that out. We just got a glimpse into the secret society, maybe that none of us should know exists. No, no, it yeah. goes in. It's we're, we just made news. Yeah, that's right. It'll be all over the internet. We're gonna blow up the internet. <laughs> the Microsoft MVPs—they're in your midst. They're, right. You would never recognize it. There's only twenty-two of. I can't remember how many there are. But how often, you know, you, you talk about the um, just what the, the the violence or danger of these of these really horrible presentations over time. Did you ever get pushback about? Well, why are we, why are we working on this? It's just a tactic, right? It's just a presentation. Was that ever an issue for you as you were trying to advance this internally? Well, the the what happens is people say you're trying to dumb down my work. Mm -hmm. You you don't understand how complicated it is. You have to. We have to tell them all of the things that they need to know in order yeah. to do what we want them to do. And yes, that causes tension from time to time, mm -hmm. particularly, I mean, some of my favorites are 
population demographers, <laughs> yeah. social scientists. Which, by the way, I remember that project you're referring to <laughs> like it was yesterday. It was amazing. Yeah. But and you go to these conferences and they put up these these equations that look like, I don't know, Einstein couldn't figure them out. Mm-hmm. And your audience, even if they are brilliant people, their brain is only so good at taking in complex things. And and it's really, really bad at remembering them. Yeah. So Nolan, I think, is right on track with you tell stories in ways that people will remember them that will be meaningful and that will move them to action. And people just don't do that. And it makes me nuts. I mean, if you want to spin me up, just get me started in a conversation <laughs> about presentations. Yeah. And one of the... The, one of the best presentations I ever participated in was one that Nolan helped do. I that, loved that. That was 10 slides. And our board member said it was, the, it was the best presentation I've ever seen in my career. And this was a person who had, let's just say, achieved things. That's huge. And it is very hard to get people to give up all that knowledge that they have in their brains and instead just tell meaningful, memorable stories or com- convey information in ways that their audiences can actually take in. Well, and PowerPoint is such a, a ubiquitous tool and it's so universally, almost used poorly that it's interesting that this is, you know, Nolan's domain. And, um, I loved that exchange you guys had where, you know, PowerPoint is actually the, the chief enemy of this whole conversation because they, they, they pop you into a template that's just awful. Oh, it was designed by sadists. <laughs> yeah, completely. It was, it was designed by people who, who, who hate life. <laughs> it's, like... it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the tool itself works great if you use it well, but the, the templates, I mean, like, can you like this, this evil person in the template division yeah. saying, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just wasted five million hours of, of important right. nonprofit time. Right. It's like their ridiculous template. It's their it's their great inside joke they pulled on the entire field. Oh now, my god. We've talked about yeah, like here lies Jones. He screwed <laughs> the nonprofit world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've talked about pulling together um groups of people that are experts in a certain domain to talk about their areas of expertise. And this field that Nolan's representing, the visual information field, I think is so interesting. And again, we've talked about this word communications not being the right word. And to me, this visual information domain is a great illustration of this because this is about how to connect liberated from the domain of just letters on a page and using images to convey an emotional response that's immediate and also lasting. And it's so deep. And when you encounter someone like a Nolan who does it well, my feeling about it is that they actually know how to speak a language that I don't know. They're, they're masters in a language that even though I'm swimming in it all the time, this visual world that we live in, how to apply that and bring that through to the work is, is a, I almost feel like it's a wholly separate discipline. What do you think about that? Do yeah. you buy that? I totally do. And it, you know, this is one of those, uh, f- this is function follows form sometimes in that you, <laughs> you use this tool and it, it forces you, it, it disciplines you to come up with three basic points. Yeah. What is the simplest, what is the simplest way to take your story and make it understandable? So because you are kind of stuffed into this, into this function, you, you have to, or you're stuffed into this form, you, you have to come up with the function that, that fills it. So that, I, I think that's a great, it's a great opportunity. I think most, most people just reject it. They, they will say, well, they, you know, my audience has to know a million things in order to, 
I'm not sure what I want them to do, but they just need to know these things and then some good thing will happen. And that's, that's just de- demonstrably not true. Well, when you embrace it, it's transformational. So we've, um, yeah, I trust your, I trust your point of view about Nolan, but we've had Phil Buchanan on this podcast yes, and we have. here's what Phil had to say. We've worked with many presentation trainers over the years, but none has had the transformative effect on our organization. He didn't the, say transformative. He effect. said transformative. Okay. Cause <laughs> Phil is a smart guy. Yeah. Right. Phil's way better I'm than sorry, that. I'm sorry. People tell me I'm mean to you. He's an you are. It's fine. I'm he is sorry, a, but I love you. He is an expert in the effective use and delivery of slides to educate, motivate audiences. So um, that that process of learning to deliver your story through this mechanism, transformative is the right word for it. And and I think that this is to me another one of those conversations about tactic, touching, strategy, actually touching the entire fabric of an organization. That once you actually get people down this path, um, it can have a real impact. Now. I loved how he talked about you're never going to remember a bullet point. You're never going to remember a statistic, but you will remember a story. And the way to think about that story is that it's a Twinkie and the content right. is wrapped in the golden cake <laughs> and the content's not going to last very long. But if the story, the golden take is right, cake is right. It's going to last forever. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree that's, or disagree? <laughs> uh, I well, that's a that's a really wonderful way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, and if you light it on fire, it just incinerates. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, explode. exactly. It, it's true. I can remember. I can remember. We we remember stories, and that's mm-hmm. that. And and we don't remember. Uh, we don't remember statistics uh, unless I mean, just very very rarely. And it's true. No, no child climbs on your lap yeah. and says, "Daddy, I'm... tell me a statistic." Yeah. Daddy, yeah. tell me a bullet point. It's just not how we operate. I had empath- empathy for our field hearing him talk about his own kids, and now they're you know. And by the way, there's this is somewhat evergreen content, so his kids are now probably graduated out of college. I know we had, this is we had this conversation with Nolan a while ago, but but that's okay. Uh, well, it, 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 it's absolutely evergreen. It, it's the, absolutely relevant. The problem has not been solved. Correct. <laughs> yeah, Since interim. Nolan and I had this conversation, yeah. but here, here, our, our, our poor us. We're, we're here, the expert in the field. You know, everybody else just gets to sit with their kids and enjoy Sesame Street, and he's actually analyzing the content for why it's appealing to this particular. Age, you know, was it into the colors? What is it in the visual information? So, two more pieces of this that I think, in the, and then we can um, liberate folks. But um, so this notion that um, folks you know, can liberate themselves, and they, they, I'm they sure can. they do. They're dropping out, right? <laughs> Back to their lives. But um, the idea that bad presentation is both coming from this bad design baked into PowerPoint, which suggests that you should do it a certain way, which is actually not the right way to do it. But um. Also, and by the way, I loved him talking about when they bring us together, there's a lot of shouting that goes on, you know, like we're the bridge between, you know, that is a, you know the marriage counselor the, or the, right. the, the legal, the divorce mediator. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd love to know something that well that I could do that, but, um, that it's actually, you know, it's so much in the fabric of organizations that bosses are doing this poorly and then they're constraining their teams about how they do it because they, you, you, you right. work with bad design because you've seen bad design. Isn't that interesting? It's a culture. Of mediocrity. Oh my God. And it makes me nuts. And that's that. And if people don't like it, then tough. So here's my last, and this, this, I think I, I'm, this might be a, not a softball, but a hard, harder one. Cause he talks about how you change that. So he says, there's three things. There's a the first leg of the stool, which is the tools. And just hearing him mention that I'm like, this is a great organizational readiness checklist. You know, just thinking about this for your own work. Do we have our templates, our image libraries, our boilerplate? Like, are we ready? You know, and then he talks about the training piece, which they can also do, you know, help you understand how to use these tools. 
But finally, he talks about the brand police. And I think, did you say you were a cross? I, I, I was a brand crossing guard. <laughs> yeah, you were a brand crossing guard. But, you know, think about that. Because I know even, you know, it's so hard to carry it through to the practice. You know, and if you've got so many different people on your team, how do you get them all aligned? So how was your experience with that? And do you have any tips of the trade? Because he, he was saying, that's the part we can't do. And he was, he was gently chiding you and asking you, was that your role? And you're kind of like, well, I don't know. I'm not going to really do it. Well, here's the thing. I, I took that question a little, uh, literally, which is that on brand, do you, do you use the logo in this place? And did you put it in a footer and things like that? Yeah. I actually, and uh, Nolan is a proponent for not putting your template, not having the brand bit in the template after the first slot. Right. Yeah. So you don't need to put, you don't need to put your organization's uh, logo. It's not helping. On every single slide. Yeah. If they don't know who you are by that point. It's a problem. Go home. <laughs> right. So you don't need to use up all this beautiful real estate, all this very helpful real estate on stuff that is repetitive that that, that doesn't actually advance your story. So that's where, um, so on the brand bit, like you, I didn't require that people slam the logo on everything. Mm-hmm. That's how I interpreted that question. However, on presentation, presentation design and and. Uh, delivery i was the brand like seal team mm, whatever yeah uh, I, I was really really annoying to some people saying Let, we need to rehearse Let, let's look at these slides i will help you design them i would bring nolan in i i just think that it is for so many reasons one if you if you put out crappy materials yeah it doesn't reflect well in your organization no, no, so no. It just you just look lazy yeah if you teleport bad stories then you're actually not effective in your communications so you're just not, you're wasting time money effort all that stuff so between those two things th- this is something that i was always really really um and continue to be pretty you know disciplined about mm. do good presentations it's it takes more time for sure but the time that you waste doing bad ones and the damage that it can do to yeah. your cause or your organization is incalculable. Yeah. So do the time. But this is like one of those things where like we wouldn't, I don't know what, we wouldn't do our own legal work. Yeah. And yet right. we think we can do these presentations that's right. just because the sadists at Microsoft <laughs> gave us this ridiculous template yeah. that we think that we're, everything should be in yeah. bullet points. Yeah. Ah, like I said, if you, if you want to wind me up, ask me about presentations. Yeah, right. Well, and I think to a certain extent, it's a pitch for people to embrace a certain kind of bilingual approach to their work. You know, because again, this visual information work, this how you convey story through images and not your bullet points and not your right. statistics. It's it's a really different set of muscles, I feel like. You know, it's a different set of thinking about the work. Um, so I'd love to see us have a visual information group that we talk to from time to time and maybe no one will let us, or maybe we actually just do some co you know, presenting with the podcast, you know, the, the presentation podcast. But, um, so Nolan Hames, Nolan, thank you so much for joining us. Nolan Hames, creative.com. Slow down. Nolan Hames, creative. Nolan, <laughs> Nolan Hames, creative.com. Man. Sorry. Sorry. Just too fast. Off to the races there, Kirk. Too fast. Uh, and you can, um, find Nolan with his, uh, counterparts on the presentation podcast.com, which has its own, Beautiful web domain. And Nolan, just, wow, what a treat to hear you talk about your work. And I, I hope we actually get to hear more about this because I think this visual information piece is really, really crucial. So I love it. I'm glad you did that, Eric. Yeah, that was fun. Awesome. Until next time. Let's hear it. And that's it for this episode. Please let us know if you have any thoughts about what you heard today or people we should have on the show. And that includes yourself. We'd like to thank 
Maggie Brown, our intrepid production coordinator. John Ali, the tuneful and inspiring composer of our theme music. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, the Communications Network, the Lumina Foundation, and the Heinz Endowments. Thank you, thank you. And check out the Heinz Endowment, their terrific podcast, We Can Be. That's hosted by Grant Oliphant, and you can find it at heinz.org podcast. We would certainly like to thank today's guest, and of course, all of you, and thank you, Mr. Brown. <laughs> no, no, thank you, Mr. Brown. <laughs> Till next time. Let's hear it. <laughs> Ready when you are. <laughs> okay. This is okay. You're just so frustrated. <laughs> You're so prepared. You're just like, I'm working with an amateur. I can't believe how far. Can't work like this. How far I've fallen. I was on broadcast television. That's right. I was on a network. And now I'm with a dork in my dining room who can't stop laughing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay.